Pam Moore, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Glad to be here. Well, I wish we were talking about uh, our planned trip to Las Vegas for December, but we're not, unfortunately. Um, but you are the VP at uh, MJ Biz Daily, everybody's favorite cannabis publication and everybody's favorite uh, convener and event as well. Um, thank you again for being here because I know it's an incredibly busy time for you and yours. Yeah, no, thanks for the kind words too. Well, we're so excited, even though we can't be together, we're so excited for what's going to happen at this event anyway. Yeah, so I want to talk about a couple of different things happening uh, within with you uh, and, and in the U.S. overall. One is the election that is um, upon us. Two is the event that is going to be MJ BizCon 2020, and only a unique way that 2020 will allow it. Um, uh, let's start with the event itself, because you guys have obviously moved out of a real-world event and moved into an online version, but doing it differently than I think a lot of people either expected or um, have been doing. Talk a little bit about your approach and sort of the thinking behind it. Sure. It's a, I keep saying it's like not your father's digital event, but of course we've only been doing digital events for yay long. It's just everybody's sort of tired of the same old, same old. So what we're trying to emphasize is the things that can actually make a virtual experience better than even a live experience in some senses. So a great example of that is tons of opportunity for networking in a more curated way. So we have a artificial intelligence Tinder style uh, matchmaking device. So you can really connect with the people who have interest, interests that share your interest or can really help you grow your business. We've also set up big dis discussion groups so that um, for example, in a minute talking about the election, we'll talk about the ballot uh, initiative in New Jersey. So for example, there's a discussion group for people in New Jersey and across the Northeast to find the people who can help them grow that part of their business if they're in that area. So lots of opportunity for networking, same great big keynote speakers. Uh, so one of the keynote speakers this year is John Mackey, who's the founder of Whole Foods. He also wrote a book called Conscious Capitalism. So he'll be talking about ways that the cannabis industry can you know, be more sustainable, both in how the businesses are run for the long-term for shareholders, but as well be sustainable for employees all the way through to the environment. Um, so we're focusing on the fun. There's even going to be some yoga in the mornings. Good. I could use some yoga in the morning. So yeah. I'm, I'm keen to get in on that. I want to talk about Whole Foods for a second because um, in particular, because I'm intrigued by the, by the keynote, but also what the world may look like down the line, right? I think we all spend a lot of time thinking about, of course, three and six months at a time sort of now, uh, but three and six years looks entirely different than it does right now. And in the grand scheme of an economy or society or, you know, legalization, that seems like that, that's like a minute, right? But three and six years from now, we're going to be looking at certainly an entirely different landscape around cannabis in the States, cannabis in Canada, cannabis in North America. I, I envision sort of a international trade around this, which would be just like a normalization of a sector where products are grown, where it's mo most efficient products are sold, where they get sold like it, we are real, which is sort of, you know, the idea that Whole Foods is keynoting MJ biz is, is a very compelling sort of fast forward where the world's going to be in some amount of time. Um, agreed. And in, uh, although I would just add that there's um, the cannabis industry, like broader industries also is going to take on lots of angles. So for sure, I agree that we're going to foresee a kind of a burgeoning of an international trade with heavy emphasis on kind of a consumer packaged goods 
style approach to product and retail marketing, uh, like we've seen at Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. And also how fast Whole Foods really, you know, how many little green grocers and, you know, hippies smelling places were there to buy sort of natural foods right. and that they took that from little to huge scale. Um, I think that's a harbinger. At the same time, I think there's also aspects of the cannabis industry, which we're all also addressed at MJ BizCon this year, um, that focus, for example, on the medical and pharmaceutical space, which isn't consumer packaged goods at all, um, but still has a huge growth trajectory without being a Whole Foods. Um, so there's other ways that the industry will grow to a, a final uh, sort of slant on that that I'll share is while Whole Foods it has become so huge, it does have some components and focus on local. So the competitor here in Denver where I sit to Whole Foods is really a local market where everything is locally sourced. So that's a whole nother angle that I think cannabis will also follow. Not everything needs to be huge scale, but everything's going to be have a lot more potential no matter which of those angles you take. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's why it's going to be fun to talk about at, at your event uh, in, in November and December at future events, uh, hopefully in Las Vegas in person, because um, both because it's a special event, but also it's always good to have an annual um, couple of days in Vegas to, I was going to say cleanse the soul, but it's almost the opposite of that. But I think you know what I mean, but to actually uh, spend time together as a sector. I want to shift a minute because it's hard to avoid the fact that there's an election uh, in the US. And uh, while the sort of absolute top of the ticket gets most or all of the uh, news, certainly in Canada, the fact that there are five states and not your, uh, and four of them, I think, or at least three of them are not your um, are not the first tranche of states that you would think of having cannabis on the ballot. Uh, so Arizona, South Dakota, Montana, Mississippi, and New Jersey. If you take out the New Jersey's and the Arizona's, which already have a fairly large medical programs, the other ones are not your average suspects, are they? Right. What, what in the U.S. we call red states, usually <laughs> conservatively governed um, and not that interested in cannabis historically. Right. But, but, but a good, well, I, I mean, I haven't looked at the, all the polling, but it, but it seems the fact that they're on the ballot in and of itself is a major step forward and sort of for those, for the South Dakota, Montana, Mississippi states. But um, for Arizona and New Jersey, these are major states that already have medical programs, but the adult use component will add, you know, I think billions to the overall sort of industry size. Yeah, our estimates are that both Arizona and New Jersey can be $400 million uh, states, markets, uh, at the end of their first year. It's big money. And of course, every, there's lots of talk about the domino effect, especially in the Northeast, that if New Jersey does pass this ballot initiative, um, because the, the way that the ballot is written, uh, they'll be able to start um, with the vertically integrated medical program that they already have and just extend those businesses into the rec or adult use side. That'll be a quick start. So you'll see quick revenue and then potential of, you know, will New York and Pennsylvania and Delaware and that whole Northeast corridor follow suit? Nobody wants to, it, it, not, there, they've been, there's been reluctance to go first but there'll be more reluctance to be last, I think. And, and New York has already said that by spring, they'll have something ready to sort of talk about or implement through the legislature. I think that's what they said, the governor. Um, exactly. There's also something um, nationally, I think we underestimate sometimes the cultural shifts. 
So I've been having lots of conversations about, you know, will COVID with the and the resulting recession have such a strong impact on state and for that matter, federal revenue, that people will be more incented to uh, broaden uh, marijuana legalization and therefore get the tax dollars. Um, but I think one of the bigger players is just um, like a cultural shift around it in the same way that we've seen shifts around gay marriage and other cultural topics. There's just more, it's just a more normalized thing. So as the community gets behind it, so does everybody else. Yeah. And I, I, there's two sort of uh, unrelated but proof points nonetheless. There was a story, I think, in the Portland Maine paper uh, this week about um, should they cap retail and down cannabis retail in downtown Portland because the cannabis retailers are going in and taking up shops, which, by the way, I'm sure people are closing. So there's, there's more vacancies. That's on the one hand. The other is that it's sort of uh, the anecdote in my neighborhood is that there are, of course, um, stores closing shop, not cannabis stores, but but sort of coffee shops and mom and pop grocers, which is tragic. But the only stores that are opening up are actually cannabis retail stores. So there is this drive to keep storefronts open and alive. And I think the idea that cannabis is now filling a, a sort of emotional and, you know, wellness need that people have, but also a retail and commercial need uh, in neighborhoods and on main streets is will not go unnoticed, I don't think, in the next uh, six or 12 months. Interesting. It might be the sector that drives some employment for all those <laughs> restaurateurs that are laid off. Yeah. It, 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 it is it is uh, compelling to watch, and and I'm from Massachusetts, so watching Massachusetts and then Maine and then you know New York and New Jersey, like see the Northeast come around, where the states, unlike the states, the first wave of states in the West, right? So Colorado, California, Oregon, and Washington, and then Nevada. Like there aren't, of course, people move between and among states, but they don't necessarily live right on the border. But in New Jersey and New York and Delaware and Pennsylvania and Connecticut and Massachusetts, like. People live in one state and move to another or to work, but also people drive through New Jersey, you know, tens of millions of people, tens of millions of people a year for sure, drive through New Jersey or to New Jersey. And, you know, if they have a really robust and compelling cannabis um, market, people will go there <laughs> and they'll go there from Pennsylvania and New York and other places. And that, that can't, that does not make New York or Pennsylvania happy, I would imagine. That's right. All those tax dollars that you're missing out on as well as employment. Yeah. And, and build storefronts to your point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Pam, I really appreciate you making time and we are excited to attend in part uh, the MJ Biz uh, Con as it stands uh, for the between uh, November and December. And uh, we thank you for joining us here. We always like to talk about elections happening in the U.S. Anything else we should mention to our our business of cannabis audience? Uh, well, uh, about MJ BizCon, it is weird, right, that it's starting in November. It starts next week with election week coverage. So for those who are interested in the U.S. election, we're going to be tracking it essentially in real time. So on November 2nd, um, the very smart reporters at MJ Biz Daily are going to do a series of interviews about details about the ballot initiatives, as well as uh, some of the hotter Senate races to watch and doing some projections around the implications for cannabis. Um, then on the 4th, we'll have a live look at the results. Each week then through November, um, there's a series of quick uh, content pieces like that. So MJ BizCon is essentially a month long, but you don't have to sit in front of your computer for a month or even for a full day. Right. You can pick up the pieces that you wanna take. Um, for your audience in Canada, uh, we are having a Canadian market forum that's gonna be on the 11th of November. So a half day that has some content around the industry in Canada, but also a full hour of networking. 
That's great. We'll be there. <laughs> I like networking. It's like, uh, I do. It's like being at a online party, which I, I quite like. So, um, so we look forward to that. And Pam, thank you again for joining us. Good luck in the coming uh, weeks and month and uh, good luck following all the elections and getting your event uh, tip top. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.